0: everyone and welcome to episode 179 of final fantasy union i am your host daryl and i'm here with laura
1: hi guys who is
0: very very pregnant
1: yes i am yeah we were just commenting yes, about I the fact yeah. <laughs> 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 i know <laughs> i've gotten to a deeper state of being um but yeah no i'm just like sitting on this chair is 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 a trial but we'll make it through
0: Let's just hope that nothing sinister happens.
1: I hope not. Baby, stay up there. <laughs> I don't we were actually come just
0: uh, talking about when the next episode is due because actually the next episode should come out. Two days after the proposed due date. Yep. So um, <laughs> that should be interesting.
1: Yeah, you might hear from us. You might not. You yeah. might just see a post saying, hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then we've got the fun challenge of figuring out the logistics of how we're going to record afterwards. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest challenge I think we've got coming up. Yeah. But for now, though, we actually have some other challenges because we have had topics proposed to us that we have mm. to try and tackle yes. and one of the most interesting ones um that we had was about love stories in final fantasy and where have they gone
1: <laughs> where have
0: they gone Lauren why and in your current emotionally pregnant state I thought this would be perfect there could be tears guys there could be lots of emotions
1: tears from Daryl's like Probably. honestly uh, we were hey. doing some of the songs beforehand and he was just like starting to tear up he's gotten songs very emotional. are emotional all right He's, he's suffering from sympathetic I pregnancy. I am
0: more than happy to admit that the the love sequences over the years have affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that it has been down to the music. No. So, screw you. Yeah. Um, and then we Never have some questions. Never watched The Last Samurai we, with him, guys. We have some questions. That's not even a love story. I know. All. I mean, technically, it's a love story <laughs> about their love for their nation yeah. and stuff. So. Well,
1: yeah, you know, that, that, that is your one true weakness it's one
0: of the greatest films of all time i don't care <laughs> what you say and people i that, love
1: it too i cried
0: people that say it's not because of tom cruise i bet you're the same people that say you don't like 10-2 without even playing it
1: and also don't even realize that tom cruise is actually playing somebody who was white
0: he was a real person he was a real person he was french yeah in real life not but. whitewashing
1: anyways but yeah how did we, <laughs> I don't why know. Why did you have to go there? I don't know. But it just makes me laugh when people say that, because I'm just like, that was actually legitimate. <laughs> yeah. but anyways.
0: I would, I would say that I was, before I watched it, I, w- I was one of those people that like, why the hell is Tom Cruise doing a samurai movie? I know.
1: It is true. And they do do it. They do do it. But like, that is actually a legitimate Soundtrack case. though, boss.
0: It is. Anyway, it's boss. Um, and that's also the reason why. Do tear yeah. up at the end because it's Hans true. Zimmer is a genius. Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, last <laughs> 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 last. How my did we get here. on that? <laughs> um, for, if you're listening for the first time, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday, working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And we're now going to do our Patreon shout-out, which is for everyone who has pledged $2.50 or more per episode. And we're going to kick things off with Blue Machine at Blue Machine.
1: Lewis James.
0: Nahi Kabawi.
1: Barry Norton at Nordtron Zero.
0: Chris Morales.
1: Eric Decker at Choco Taco.
0: Michael Graham.
1: Thorin Bullen at Massacre23.
0: Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Josh McNabb. Mohammed Kayum. Rachel
1: Casterton at Erba Unray.
0: Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail.
1: Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels.
0: Darren Matthews at Doomster73.
1: Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson. Mike. Ishbel Yalla at Red Peppers.
0: Vitanitas.
1: Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie One.
0: Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Kepi.:
1: Nathaniel Jackson.
0: Miles Ribbons,
1: David Calro,
0: and we have a new Patreon supporter's episode. Tori Patrick, welcome, welcome to the family.
1: Welcome, and thank you everybody for yeah, all of your you support. Yeah, thank you so much,
0: guys. Okay, so we're now going to go on to our main topic, which was suggested to us by paradoxor 77 on our YouTube channel, and uh, they kind of had a like an opening gambit saying that they feel like since Final Fantasy X. The uh, relationships have become a bit more distant. Um, the last few Final Fantasies only really kind of imply relationships, but there haven't really been any that have taken center stage since, uh, say, Tidus and Yuna. Mm. Um, and uh, they kind of wanted us to discuss why we think that is and whether we think that's going to change because... At they... least among the
1: main the, yeah. like main protagonists.
0: And they, their whole thing was that they really want to see love blossom from a first meeting through to a marriage in a game. Oh. Mm. Which there there are some instances where that kind of happens. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe not marriage, but they definitely get together.
0: But I guess to kind of set the scene around this, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at the the three uh, last offline uh, main series entries, obviously you got Final Fantasy Twelve, where there was uh, like a a marriage in there, mm-hmm. Ash and Rassler got mm. married and then before <laughs> things went about sour for them. Yeah, it's that bad. Um and then there is the kind of implied relationship between Balthier and Fran in mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy 30. Oh, going back, I guess Vaughn was the person you I always felt like Vaughn should well, have Vaughn had the relationship.
1: Pinello kind, kind of They're kind of more friend.
0: I think it's that she is kind of interested in him but mm. he's just so head in the clouds he's not even remotely interested. It's the
1: cut content. It's the content that we would have gotten if it had perhaps, gone. perhaps
0: I always felt, I think it was outside the Tomb of Wraithwall, maybe, um, that Vaughn and Ash, they have that connection. And I was always thinking that maybe those two were going to go down that path because I've been mm. preconditioned based on all the gains prior <laughs> that the main protagonist will have a relationship at some point. Um, but that obviously didn't ever materialize. No. Uh, in Final Fantasy Thirteen, Lightning was very much an "ain't nobody got time for that" when but it came to do, relationships.
1: People do often ship her with Hope, for but that I think that's more you know, wishful thinking than anything yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. And also, people ship uh, Vanille and um, Vanille and oh, why can't I think of Fang. Well, that's they don't oh, have goodness. to ship them. They are yeah, yeah, pretty. Close. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. Uh, and then obviously you've got Snow and Sarah, which ha- who have a very on-off relationship. Yeah. It's one of those impulsive things. Oh, we're in a relationship. Oh, I'm going to see. Let's get married. Yeah, we're That's both great. pretty.
1: I have rose gold and hair. then,
0: And then, oh, I'm just going to go off and disappear, and ne- you're never going to see me again. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got, uh, obviously, the most recent iteration, Final Fantasy XV, where there was the... I guess I'm going to say supposed relationship between Noctis and Luna because I still feel as though that was more a relationship based around friendship than a romantic one.
1: Yeah, which is nice. But obviously
0: at the end, um, we are given a more definitive answer about how their relationship progresses. Mm. Um, but I I never really felt it, there was a romantic connection between them. Like, they, yeah. I don't even think... Aside from the scene where she's giving the speech... And he's in the crowd, but and even then,
1: that, it just feels more like a brother and sister. Like yeah, they like she just was had a... she was his teacher, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Um, but yeah,
0: Prompto and Cindy as
1: well. Yeah, and then there is like the really awkwardness between um, Iris and Noctis that, like, Gladio keeps trying to push, even though he knows for a fact that Noctis is supposed to get married to Luna. He's still just kind of like, "Yo, bro, get her some flowers." She's she's She loves flowers. Bees love flowers. They need flowers. Going on a date it with was, her. It was,
0: yeah, it was very awkward.
1: Just really awkward.
0: But um, yeah. But obviously, like, you know, that's the last couple. But I think it's really stemmed from the, the rest of the franchise that came before that. Because relationships, um, whether or not they were, like, very romantic or not, they were a much bigger part of the game. Uh, and it wasn't just with the main cast either. Uh, and they were generally... I guess kind of fulfilling relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if we're going all the way back to the beginning, you've got Firion and Maria, who it it's was ambiguous. kind of yeah. it's ambiguous. And in the, nov- the, the novel, in the Japanese novel, it was official. Um, you've obviously in, in four, you've got Cecil and Rosa, Are they, they end up having a kid together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Edward and Anna, which was kind of the other side of things in terms mm-hmm. of him trying to get revenge for the loss of a loved one. In Final Fantasy VI, you've got Locke uh, and Celos, you get to see their relationship develop, and you also get to see Locke um and his relationship with rachel kind Mm -hmm. of conclude as well um and
1: which is really uh, sad
0: yeah and like how Locke deals with that relationship as well which was which was nice to see um you've got edgar's relationship with everyone (laughs) Uh, (laughs) everyone (laughs) Um, but then you obviously had uh setzer and daryl as well Mm -hmm. like their kind of um relationship on the side and then you had like um cyan and his wife and and how again like the the loss of, of that affected him then when when they moved on to Final Fantasy VII, things got a lot more, I guess, complicated. Yeah. Um They Drama. obviously yeah, they obviously it wasn't their, their intention initially to have this relationship, but they ended up with the the, the triangle, the love triangle that Lauren loves so much. Oh
1: yes, the love triangle, triangle of the century.
0: Well, you love it because people try to pretend that there is no love triangle.
1: I know. Well, it's just so silly because like, it's just so it's so clear to me like maybe. Maybe it is a bit more one-sided, like between Tifa and Cloud. Like I do feel like Tifa Tifa loves Cloud a lot more than Cloud sort of loves Tifa in a way. Like I th- I feel like it it definitely is Tifa would Tifa would drop everything to be with Cloud, I think. If Cloud said, "Let's just do this," like she would just be like, "Yeah, I'm 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 all for it." Whereas Cloud like he's He's a bit unsure. I mean, I think he's a bit uncertain about his feelings, relationships in general. I mean, he has this love for Aerith, obviously as well. It seems like, but I but feel like, like that
0: is also, um a, again, a kind of a sisterly relationship too. Yeah, because obviously, uh, by the end of Final Fantasy Seven like Aerith is is back with Zach so, yeah and in and uh in the live stream at the end of Advent Children they're very clearly together yeah and he's kind of like sup bro yeah um, so- also
1: it's like it's really hard to um I think deal with someone who's punched the crap out of you and like have romantic feelings for somebody who's beating the crap out of you, even if they were possessed. <laughs> I think that I would probably rethink that relationship. Like, yeah. my loved one keeps trying to kill me. Maybe I, you know, that type of thing. But anyways, but yeah, no, like Aerith, I think, I, I, I do feel like that was still one-sided as well. I feel like Aerith was always just kind of, um I feel like she was attracted to Cloud, but I feel like she wasn't sure why. Yeah,
0: like initially it was obviously she saw the parallels with Zack and then I think she overcame that and then started to see Cloud for who he really was.
1: But then she was just like, but do I actually like really still love you after that?
0: But I think that relationship was so different to all the ones we'd also seen again before because um, it wasn't just about Cloud and Aerith and Tifa. Zack was also part of the equation too. Um, And and also the fact that it it was left ambiguous in terms of no one actually ever really ended up with anyone. Uh we just kind of knew that there were feelings between all of them um and either because people die or or whatever, nothing ever really materializes, but there's still that really strong connection with there and I think compared to all the ones that came afterwards in the next three games um which were a lot less ambiguous, yeah, I think that one was really interesting um and it was I guess interesting to see how Namura kind of played that one out because i know he was part of the decision making in terms of the relationships there was going to be um but obviously as we move on to final Fantasy eight like school and Renault was the first like really big romantic relationship that mm. developed and i think that one was really pertinent because a lot of people around the same age it, i think it would have been more of a relatable situation yeah. um yeah i
1: i fell for it
0: i did i mean like the scene on the ragnarok i'd never i'd never really been affected by anything in the video game before that moment
1: yeah no i think they were really you
0: said i was gonna get emotional look at you you're starting to tear up no, i'm not
1: yes you are no, i see a
0: not. little glint in your eye yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah,
1: but. um but yeah no um yeah it is really interesting and like i mean even with final fantasy 7 like there was that whole, like, relationship point system where, like, you would get more affection-based... Um, the dating sim. You'd get more affection-based scenes, like, you could get completely different scenes, whereas in Final Fantasy VIII, it was, like, definitive no. Well, no, no, you still did get some affection ones because you got different... You did get some different scenes between Yeah, because you and could Rinoa, be really mean to Rinoa. But in the end, they still end up together, essentially. Um But, yeah, like... um it was it was the it was sort of like the first one where like the two main characters were like legitimate. No, these are actually they're actually a couple. They're done. and then obviously
0: they had the parallels as well because they had Laguna and Julia in there too. Mm. Uh, and then they basically Laguna and Rain. Yeah, and 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 then obviously then uh, Julia and Caraway. Like they, th- I think they did a really good job in that game to show uh, a kind of an, an immature relationship, and then yeah. kind of how. Uh, From both sides, so Laguna when he was younger, and how that how those things play out. Like obviously he was infatuated with Julia, but it didn't work out for him. Mm. Julia then ends up with Caraway. They have (laughs) Renoa, yeah. Um, and then obviously Laguna goes to Rain. Um, like it. I think that all of the all of that was really really powerful. Yeah, and also because some of it was quite subtle too in terms of Laguna's relationships. Um, but then, obviously, you have like the again the adolescent ones like Irvine and Selfie was again mm-hmm. a very different type of relationship to the one that so developed between though. School and Renoa.
1: Yeah, and then like you know you have Zell and his hot dogs.
0: Oh, uh, there's the um, <laughs> hot dog, isn't it? The vendor he's really he really likes.
1: Well, no, that's like an old lady. I thought. I thought
0: there was someone that like had a crush there's on a him. There's
1: a girl. Oh wait, no, is it is it one of the, the is, it, is it one of the Treppies? Yeah, is it um is it it's not it's not Zoo, is it?
0: I thought one of them had a. I feel like
1: one of them has a crush on him, yeah. Because there's the whole. I'm not making this up. No, 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 you're I, not. No, because um, there's that um, on the answering machine uh, thing. Like there's that one girl who's just like, Zell, call me." And yeah. yeah, no, I think they I think you're right. I think there definitely is a Treppy who's like in love with him, um, which he is adorable.
0: <laughs> and then as well, see, we moved on to Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. Um, they had the kind of sedan was a mirror of edgar like a Mm. tribute to that type of character like the playboy um but obviously he ends up falling for garnet and they have a wonderful relationship but i think that one was also really interesting because garnet is such a like a sure woman she is so determined and she's an i'm gonna get what i want yeah and zidane is probably the last person you would have expected her to end up with yeah and especially as things go through like the story Even though Zidane is the protagonist, a lot of everything... Well, pretty much all of what he does for a a vast majority of the game, I'd say probably like 50-60% of the game, is just following her around and doing what she wants. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, even with their relationship, Zidane was the one who was never actually sure what was going on. No. He was like, are we in... What? He's
1: so cute. But, yeah, no, I definitely think, like... Um, their relationship was always really interesting and they, you could really feel like a bond there. And I think it was the first one for me that was like, I mean, I guess maybe aside from Locke and Celeste, because I really do like, like the sort of growth of, uh, Locke and Celeste's relationship. But I think it was the first one for me that wasn't so jarring. Like it was, it was not like just, I met you, I love you, woo woo woo. It was like, it evolved over time and then it actually saw an end like Locke and Celeste you don't really see much of an end you see like a little scene but you don't get much of a satisfaction as far as like I
0: mean Squalor and Noah you did
1: yeah but even that one is a bit jarring at times because there's like
0: it's a bit awkward because she basically forces herself on him
1: exactly um and like I mean Sevens is a bit is a bit ambiguous um whereas like nine it was just like no they actually really care for each other and it's really sweet and then i also really loved the relationship between steiner and beatrix as well
0: yeah and then obviously there was uh freya and fratley oh, as well so and like fratley, and yeah. i think the thing again that was that was really good about nine was the again the different types of relationships they tackled and mm. obviously like freya and fratley it's probably gonna um relate to a very small percentage of people but Th- that situation where you are in love with someone who ends up having amnesia like that's a that's yeah. a real scenario that does happen and, yeah. and how you deal with that because freya she has she she loves the person that Fratley was before, yeah and even though Fratley and she has all the memories yeah even though Fratley does come to love her again it's it's like he it's like a completely new relationship whereas for her it's still the same one, but she's now having to fall in love with a different version of the same person
1: oh it's it's like that, um, there's that really great documentary that um that Louis Thoreau did where it was about people who get brain damage, and there was one relationship um and how their families deal with it, and there was one relationship where the girl just doesn't love her husband anymore like she she had a um got brain damage from like falling off a horse or something, and um she just didn't have feelings for her husband anymore, but he was just so adamant about like. I still have to take care of her. She's still the same. She's still my wife, even though she's different. She's still my wife. And it's just so heartbreaking. I mean, like, at least it seems like Freya and Sir Fratley didn't have as negative, uh, or sort of as, um, heartbreaking, uh, a, a reunion. Like, they seem like they're kind of getting, they're kind of getting yeah. to each other near the end. Yeah. But it still is a really sad, very real situation. Mm. Um and but, then yeah,
0: uh, of course Final Fantasy X um had, a lot of love. had had tons of them. Obviously, like Titus and Yuna was I, I think Titus and Yuna was was more of an evolution of Squall and Renoa. Yeah, it, it, because it was a again a kind of adolescent relationship. They didn't really know what was going on. They just knew that they had a connection. But I feel like i say it's an evolution because. Like, Squall and, T- uh, and Titus are obviously very different types of characters. Squall is very reserved, and Inchila, whereas Titus was very extroverted. Yeah. Um, I'd say that Renoa was... Their roles were reversed in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, like, Yuna is more like the Squall, but less of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I love Squall.
0: Um, but then, obviously, you have Lulu and Wacker as well. You end up mm-hmm. having a child. Uh. And then uh, the thing for me about Ten was... I you know, obviously the, the Tudus, Tudus, the <laughs> Titus and Una relationship was a very uh, pertinent one. Like the scene in um, the woods mm-hmm. in the in the lake was was great. Um, but I think it was more about um, like Braska and and Giskell and the the motivators again and, and how the relationships that they had affected people. Because yeah. like Braska, obviously he chose to marry an Albed. Uh, they had um, a mixed race girl, Yuna. and uh, his wife was killed by sin, and like how how that motivated him. Mm-hmm. But even when it, whenever he talks throughout all of it, it's he's so calm about yeah. it. Like clearly, the death of his wife was one of the biggest motivators ever because he committed himself to to ending his own life yeah. for to to um, get revenge for her, but. Like, when he talked about it, he was just so calm about yeah. it.
1: It's the weird thing, actually, like, between his relationship... Like, this is getting kind of off-topic, but, like, how he left his daughter versus how Jeck left Titus. Like, Titus was so upset because, like, he just didn't know why Jeck left. He just was, like, Jack left. Like, didn't I'm understand done. it was just an accident. Yeah. Whereas, like, Yuna kind of, I mean... She was only seven at the time, so she she knew she didn't fully grasp it until he did pass away, but she she sort of knew. But it was interesting that she always looks back at him with, like, honour and stuff. Whereas... Well, I
0: mean, maybe she wouldn't have done if he hadn't have succeeded. It's true, it's true. And just kind of died on the far plane or something. No, It's very true. No, the calm lands.
1: It's very true. But either way, um, and then, I mean, then you also compare, yeah, Jiskol with his wife and um seymour and jisco basically just listened to the people of guado salam and said all right you guys go off to baj temple like um i can't protect you here essentially it's
0: not jisco's relationship isn't one that ever really gets kind of surfaced because obviously the main detail about jisco is that seymour kills him yeah but no one ever really delves into why like why that situation occurred because it just really paints Seymour as the bad guy and yeah sure he killed his dad but yeah there were it's not good <laughs> there were there were like really clear reasons as to why he did he was, that
1: yeah like he was he was mentally disturbed because of the fact that his, he was the, his father rejected him and completely abandoned him and then not only that but his mom. Again, at the similar age to when Titus and Yuna both lost their parents, um he lost his mom as well because she decided to go become a faith, and he didn't want her to, but she had to go all the way to zanarkin with her and then have her die and, and then make his way back and then make his way back and You just sort of think like that's a lot for like a little kid to take on
0: hey, look the kindergartens <laughs> can make it work.
1: But then it's also seeing, like, all the all the souls and stuff. But again, like, this is this is more so, like, parental th- stuff. But and then, yeah. obviously,
0: that game had the other side of things as well because it had the relationship between Yuna and Seymour. The, yeah. the kind of forced relationship where people are kind of getting married for um, other circumstances other than love. And, again, it explored that topic about mm. how, like, because Titus is like, why... Because there's that whole scene when he comes to the realization that yeah okay so they're going to get married but I I can take some solace in the fact that I know that Una doesn't at least doesn't love Seymour.
1: Yeah, I think there is that thing like I think I, <laughs> it's weird
0: that I say it that way but, uh, because he's like he's happy that she's marrying him but she doesn't love him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy but yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> the thing is is that like I I seem to remember an interview about Seymour's character where. They just said that he was incapable of love, and that was the thing that he's kind of like that Dexter. separated him. Yeah, is that he just he's just literally incapable of loving anybody else, like anyone. He just has he just
0: he's just emotionless. Like he just. But then I guess that's the whole thing about a lot of the villains. A lot of the villains have that kind of um, like maniacal streak. They are mm. they're fanatics. They don't they don't see the consequences of their their actions.
1: No, but yeah, like Seymour suffered. Significantly, because of abandonment.
0: But I mean, like, if if you if you're looking at it from that perspective, we can see that obviously over, since the beginning, Final Fantasy II, the relationships that we we got have some of them have been very complicated. When there have been uh, certain games have dealt with multiple types of relationship, and you can clearly see that in the the latter games, they they've just chosen to kind of avoid yeah those those conversations and and that and the, uh, it it i guess you can say like oh yeah okay everyone wants to see that like the the loving relationship they want to see the romantic side of things but i think what i've just what we've tried to discuss there is that it's not just about the the like the school and Renault relationships yeah the, the oh we're gonna have the teary we're gonna play a vocal track in the background and whatever there are so many other types of relationships and those have all also kind of disappeared yeah from, from the games too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like the relationships between the characters has definitely sort of diminished a bit and maybe it is because of gameplay like focusing more on on what the game experiences versus what the story means to people. I mean, you think about other developers, other writers of games who are um who tell very powerful stories. I mean, like um uh Hideo Kojima always had a message that he was trying to get across. Like something like that, Yoku- and like Yoku-Tara as well, and like I think that it almost kind of feels like the the problem with Final Fantasy is uh, now is just that they're just doing a game just to do a Final Fantasy game, and not so much that they have like a something that they want to prove or something that they want to well, sort I, of. I
0: feel like maybe it address. is, but like if you look at twelve and thirteen, for example, I'm going to ignore fifteen because <laughs> we know that that's the case. But twelve and thirteen, the directors of those games, they did have a clear objective and a message. Oh yeah, it just it didn't just got... have anything to do with romance.
1: And they were all involved in like development hell and stuff, and because like well, twelve, even 15 uh,
0: was... I mean, the tactics games, tour of the tactics games is not my strongest suit, but. Um matsuno i don't think has has ever really had a good thing about like romance Mm. um it's when when romance is in there like the whole ash and rassler situation it's more along those lines
1: i mean tabata kind of has the same as well because i don't think like there wasn't there wasn't any lovey relationships in type zero
0: definitely not
1: there was more so like a brotherly love like he's more of the brotherly love type person
0: yeah which is which is what Fifteen was obviously about. It was yeah. they changed it to be about that sense of brotherhood yeah. and the love that they they share. And obviously, uh, towards the end of the game, there is the scene where that that loving bond the four of them have really comes through. So for them, it was a very different type of relationship.
1: I think it does get a bit samey. Like I think like yeah. I mean, it would be great to have another sort of like love story in a final fantasy game it, much in the way that there was in the past but as we sort of said like there was three games in a row where there was sort of romantic relationships yeah, the main
0: protagonist and the the deuteragonist so were yeah basically shipped together
1: so i guess like they probably just felt like it was time to sort of move on from that like maybe this is just getting to be there's only so many ways that you can tell a love story and have it like sort of be emotional and stuff and maybe they just wanted they just didn't want that again
0: yeah but I, th- I do feel that based on that obviously we've had three offline games now that haven't really had any mm. like i mean they have been there but they've been as as a uh, paradox or 77 said they've been yeah. subtle they they haven't really taken center stage
1: but i think that's more modern the modern love story type thing as well
0: yeah because even if you look at stuff like star wars the new Star Wars films have very much been along like that as well, whereas in yeah. the older ones, it was much clearer.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like the New Age, the new age love story. Well,
0: let's leave it open to interpretation, yeah. guys. It's whatever story you want to have. That's the official yeah. line of Final Fantasy yeah. 15, right? They haven't written the story. You can interpret it however you want.
1: Because fan fiction.
0: Yes. <laughs> Except, I mean, that was applicable to the older games until Katazza comes out and says, no, you're wrong yeah sorry <laughs> um, yeah, okay anyways. so hopefully that uh, kind of answers the question like yeah I, I personally would love it if the next game I would like it has, yeah. has that kind of thing because I feel like as you said like th- those relationships give you things to talk about they give you more things that you can relate to
1: they give you squishy feels
0: they do they do
1: and really good um,
0: music but yeah so thank you for suggesting that topic it was yeah it was, yeah, fun it was to good talk to talk about, about. we're now going to move on to our questions which are controversial oh no so our first one is from the data rich on twitter and uh, they said i know you guys have discussed some of your favorite songs in the series but what would be your absolute favorite song from My each absolute. number title i'm going to caveat this though <laughs> we are only going to do uh, numbered games that were the first on their console generation. Because mm. otherwise this, this is going to take yeah. forever. The only exception to this is is 6. We're because... putting 6 in there because 6 was kind of like the turning point for the franchise, Yeah, let's say. Some people would say 7, but 6 was the one that kind of put it on the upward trend. And as everyone considers like the whole debate, where, is 6 the best? We thought, let's try and avoid that controversy and just put 6 in there.
1: Yeah, so, might as well.
0: We're going to start with Final Fantasy 1, Lauren. Yeah. And I'm going to let you go first on this one. <gasps>
1: I'm going to go first. Oh, I love Matoya's theme. It's just so catchy. It's so fun. Um, I was really surprised when I played it and realized how small Matoya's role really is. I know, right? Is. Matoya
0: already has like two lines of dialogue. <laughs> like,
1: I just was like, really? Like this whole song just for this little witch lady who I'm supposed to find her eye. Um, But I love it like du-du-du-du, du-du-du, 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 like you just get like so into it it's just so catchy but yeah no i love matoyos cave so what's yours Daryl's?
0: uh i'm i've said it many times before chaos temple mm-hmm. i mean like it is so so good and when you h- listen to the orchestrated version as well they did uh, for like the first final fantasy symphony it gets even better mm-hmm. like it just Ah, oh, so magical. It is nice. Okay, so we're going to move on to Final Fantasy Four. Okay, and I'm going to go first with this one. Okay, and I'm going to choose Theme of Town.
1: Theme of Town. Theme of Town.
0: That probably sounds like a really bland, <laughs> boring choice because there are
1: especially because you could have said the Town Theme. No, it's called Theme, it's of, theme town. of Town. Well,
0: at least in the translation <laughs> version that I have
1: Theme of Town.
0: There are Town Theme is, I guess, another viable it's option. Too basic. But I wanted to be consistent with the one you've picked. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just like—I don't know why—but um, this this theme just really—it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, other like town themes in other games as well. Like if anyone's played ActRiser, like the sounds that they used for theme of town in in four are really similar to, to ActRiser. and it's just for some reason that that sound set or just the way they did them because i feel like theme of town sounds also quite different from other tracks on the four soundtrack
1: it is really pretty i it
0: don't just, know it's just like
1: it sounds so fantasy yeah. and it's it's just yeah it is really nice and um so mine uh going along with the love the love theme this episode uh theme of love from Var going along, along with the for, love theme I it's know, the theme of love The theme of love From Final Fantasy 4. It's just, it's so, it's such a quintessential, like, love theme. Like, it just, like, you just listen to it and you just imagine romance. You imagine flowers and chocolates. And then you've got the
0: vocal versions as well. Yeah. It's just
1: so quintessential romance. And, um yeah no I, I love the theme of love it's so nice
0: so going on to final fantasy 6 i know i said we were including <laughs> this because i wanted to avoid controversy but i'm gonna throw some out there because neither of us have picked dancing mad oh uh, yeah suck it up guys it's true
1: It's true. we haven't i mean i I don't mind dancing mad like at all like i, I do really like it but it's just not my fave
0: you did go through a phase.
1: I did. I actually probably like Metafor- *Metamorphosis* more than I like more than I like *Dancing Mad*. Um, it's a really weird song to like, but I just *Metamorphosis* your, is p- so intense. Your picks in
0: general on the sixth soundtrack are pretty strange.
1: I know, because I love *Dark World* as well. I, I think that one's great. But for my favorite for this time, I said um, *Slam Shuffle*, and it's the theme of Zozo. Um, the uh, the town called Zozo, where you go around and you get like attacked and pickpocketed. It's and stuff. where
0: Tara goes after she has a it freak out It is
1: so freaking catchy, right? yeah. yeah. It's like whenever I go there, I'm just like, din, 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 din. it's just so. Oh, it's so catchy.
0: But you see, you say it's catchy, it is. but I would argue. My pick is even more catchy. Devil's Lab is like the best. I still remember when I was playing Final Fantasy VI uh, for the first <ędzy> time, and so- I was like, "Okay, so the music's good." Like, I really do like Terra's theme. But as I was going through, it is really good. I was like, it was the first place where I, I just kind of stopped, and I was like, "I just want to, I just want to fight stuff here." <laughs> I want just want to run around and listen to this theme. Yeah. And then on uh, OC o- 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 o-, remake. And yeah. then on OC Rim Zircon did an arrangement, oh
1: And you love it.
0: I mean it doesn't get much better than that. No. Nah. It, it just doesn't.
1: Okay. So Final Fantasy Seven, Daryls. Final Fantasy Seven.
0: Well, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Laura under the bus here a little bit because <laughs> We both picked the same track for this one, but Lauren decided to change hers because she didn't want us to be similar. No. And I would say that I probably would pick, pick your one too. Yeah. Because they're both really good. Yeah. Um, and especially like the orchestrated version of yeah. your one is oh, like...
1: It's so good. So good.
0: again, controversial. <laughs>
1: I know, because we haven't chosen Aerith's theme.
0: Or One-Winged Angel.
1: Nope.
0: I've gone for Judgment Day.
1: Judgment Day is so good.
0: Judgment Day is so good. Like,
1: you just think, like, leading up to the battle against Sephiroth, like, that is just such a badass thing to listen to. And
0: and the thing that always... I remember when um, many, 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 many years ago, <laughs> I was on um, a website called Final Fantasy Music Online. Uh, we're talking about almost two decades ago now. Jeez. And, <laughs> Um, I was really young yeah, back in the early days of the internet. And we used to do this thing where we would go through as a community and we would review the, the soundtracks of the games. So each person would get like a track and then it would rotate around. Mm. Um, and when it got to Judgment Day, we all, we just ended up having a massive discussion about it because it sounds like a great track in itself, but there's so much symbolism in the track too because like it has Aerith's motif included in the track like it's not fully realized in there or anything mm-hmm. but like there is definitely the theme passage and again as you're going down to, f- to do to do the final battle like having that there that like that connection mm-hmm. I it, it's really lame but it, I remember when I was like really young and I was just like wow like they thought about so much with that yeah. because in especially in video games the obviously it happened in later games like Final yeah. fantasy nine melodies of life like the motif is is kind of featured throughout the game mm-hmm. but seven that didn't really happen yeah and no game i'd ever really played before had had that kind of motif gone through and i obviously I wasn't really into big into films where films it's a, a big thing for to have mm-hmm. a, a light motif is called um but with Judgment Day, I was just like, wow! When I when I realized that, I was just I just was kind of blown away by just how smart that was. Yeah. At the time, at least.
1: No, bless you.
0: Nowadays, I wouldn't say I'd be that impressed, but I still think it's <laughs> a it really, 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 really amazing good. track. It yeah. still is
1: really good. But yeah, and then the um, the song that I chose is actually the main theme. Like, there is just nothing better than listening to the orchestrated version of Final Fantasy VII's main theme. It's so beautiful. It's just so good. I mean, like, the fact that it just goes on forever, like, I remember when I first started playing the game, I was just like, when is this track gonna end? Like, it's still going, but I was, like, really happy about it, but it was just, it just goes on for ages, and there's so much to it, and yeah, I love, I love Final Fantasy VII's main theme. It's just, it captures so much of the game.
0: I think the thing about that main theme in particular, compared to many of the others, is that there are so many different phases to it. yeah, And those phases have such different emotional states. To you them. have
1: like, yeah, you have like the beginning, which is just really whimsical and pretty. And then you have like the dark. And you're just like, oh God, this is getting intense. But then it just goes back into, back happiness into pretty again, and like- happiness. And it's just, it's so good. But yeah.
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on to Final Fantasy X, (laughs) Lawrence, Come on.
1: Oh, man. Yes. So Final Fantasy X, there's also, like, some really good tracks in there. But I chose to go with uh, Someday the Dream Will End. I I love this song so much. I mean, granted, I also really love the ending theme of Final Fantasy X. But I I do remember listening to this, like, quite a bit. Because, I mean, it's right when you are about to go to Sanarkind and everything's about to change. And like, you've already learned that Titus is probably Titus might die and Yuna might die. Like you're just, you're in such a sort of range of emotions because you just don't know what's going to happen in the end. And um, yeah, it's just such a good, it's such a good theme. It's a shame it doesn't play when you're actually in the dome as well. But, like, outside of Zanarkin, it's just lovely. It's so good to hear.
0: I I remember that theme being awesome, too. Yeah.
1: And
0: I'm going to, like... Like, how dare you guys not pick Zanacan as what I'm expecting from this. I know because I true. haven't picked that I've gone um, with that was a really bad segue from me <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that guys um, I have gone for uh, attack or assault whatever you want to play it's the one that plays when um, the wedding yeah the wedding scene where they invade the wedding yeah and that one it just it, it was definitely for mm. me Hamwazu's best uh, work on the soundtrack challenge was also good yeah and, challenge is and good. people of the north was also very good
1: yeah especially the remaster. people of the
0: north remastered is is pure it's genius gorgeous. but attack they're, they're 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 like okay so not all of the track is good mm. i will say that like there are parts that are you know okay yeah but the the like the, the phase um that they have where it's just like it's it's really for me what like when when it's like high action music when they manage to integrate uh, like a really high energetic scene but there's a very clear theme there. You know? Yeah. It's like that. there's like I'd say probably like a 10 or 15 second sequence where it's just like a really really quick thematic development that happens. Yeah. And you just get you just get swept away by it. Yeah, like it just like
1: keeps building and building and building. And then you just have these like really lovely like waves of sound where The it's bit I'm talking
0: like, about, by the way, ends with the bit where it goes. Yes, it goes. Yeah. And it's, so yeah. uh,
1: it's
0: just yeah. Like that like the bit that whole pat that ends with the the whole section that ends with that passage yeah. is just like really good and it really annoys me because um
1: they ruined it in the remaster no <laughs>
0: it's because there was that german um orchestra remember oh that yeah we found that did it because like, it's a, really, yeah. it a really niche concert that just did final fantasy it was a final fantasy 10 concert yeah. in germany and it was so good it, there was like one recording of it on youtube like basically there's no information about this thing anywhere around mm. there and the arrangement that they did of Attack was just so good. Yeah. So good.
1: And now it's gone. And now forever. it's gone.
0: Now it's gone. Alright, let's move on to Final Fantasy 13. Yeah.
1: But I was also gonna say, like, Hymn of the Faith is also really good. Like I just love the the Hymn of the Faith theme uh is gorgeous in my opinion as well. There's a lot of stuff. Um all right, so the next one is for Final Fantasy Thirteen, obviously because we moved into the PlayStation 3 era. Um, I was gonna go with Blinded by Light because I really do love, I really do love it. Like especially when Arnie Roth does like the slow down version.
0: But then I said, "But
1: Lauren, that's so cliche." I know, and I mm. caved because I have really chosen quite.
0: You've gone so hipster.
1: I know. Um, but yeah. So, so yeah, I have gone. I have gone extreme so hipster, hipster now. I I chose to go with the original the original ending theme of final fantasy 13 which is kimi ga kara, which um the only way that i can describe it is that there's a there's a part in the song where it says be my friend and that's <laughs> how I, that's how i remember it <laughs> and it's just so good i'm so sad i i still am devastated that they didn't just keep that song in there with the japanese cuz it's gorgeous it's such a lovely song and it's It just feels very Final Fantasy, and, like, the fact that they just... I know that a lot of people complain about this, and that it almost sounds like a broken record, but, like, the My Hands, it was just...
0: It was a marketing gimmick.
1: But for an artist who wasn't really that big everywhere... Leona Lewis, like she's done Avatar, right? She did Bleeding Love, like that was like a one hit wonder. But like this one was a song that was specifically written for the game and worked really well, and they just said, Nope, sorry. It's like the whole thing that we were talking about today with, like, Thomas the Tank Engine in America where they changed all the accents to America. For reference, uh,
0: we were talking about this personally. Yes, yeah, personally. <laughs> we, had, we weren't talking about it here on the show.
1: No, no, <laughs> but we were talking about it uh, personally because, like, in America they have, like, tom's tank engine american they, they localized it they localized it so all of the characters have american accents and it just sounds but they even ridiculous. some of them have english
0: accents but they changed the english accent Yeah,
1: like it just sounds ridiculous and it's just like oh could you just stop doing that you're costing yourself more money for something that doesn't work stop
0: yeah i wonder <laughs> how much they actually paid for that leonard lewis deal i know was it worth it mm. no no mm. Uh, My track is uh, Dust to Dust. Mm. Now, I, I like stories. I don't you know do. why. I've gone through a lot of stories with my picks. They're, apparently, my picks are not just literally about the music. It's more about well, the, the feelings. Well, you do
1: come from a background of music, to yeah, be but, fair. Yeah, but
0: I'm not necessarily picking them on, on the musical merits. i that's no, pi- true. I mean, I am. Yeah. Don't get me wrong here. But yeah. I'm, I'm more picking them around my emotional state and frame of mind and whatever. I... The thirteen soundtrack for me was always a, a very up and down one. Like there are some tracks on there I, I really enjoyed, but some was just kind of eh. But that's kind of how I feel about Hammuraza in general. Sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> um But um I I would have probably said like The Promise or Blinded by Light as well, cliche. Yeah um or Fabian Nova Cristalis, which is obviously the or- orchestral version of The Promise. Um there are some other good tracks in there as well. But um when I was doing that video, I did a video maybe it's probably two years ago now, almost. Yeah. Wow. Where I did a uh, like a uh, uh, a mix essentially of Hamwazu um, of all the, his best tracks throughout his, throughout the games he's worked on, and Dust to Dust just really I don't know why it just okay mm. so Lauren Lauren's <laughs> gonna say something now <laughs> oh, oh, the transition so
1: well no so when Daryl was putting that mix together like he would play me a lot of it and he would always play that sequence where it transitions from the first he was so he was so proud of the way that he transitioned it and it's so cute and adorable and look at him he's getting all emotional now because he just he loves such, it a so much. <laughs> such a good transition
0: such a good transition if so you much. if you guys want to hear what i'm talking about just search for on youtube for like a Hamwazu music mix or something like that and click on the final Fantasy union video i
1: mean to be fair and
0: and go to the Dust to Dust. I think it's Transitions Into It. Mm. Or is it Transition Out? Either way, it's going to be the transition in or out of it.
1: Into it. But, like, I mean, you have to bear in mind that, like, Daryl listens to stuff like Monster Cat, and they do, like, really good transitions in that. So he's probably heavily inspired by their transitions. Slightly different style of
0: music, but, you know.
1: Slightly different style, but you like like a good transition. Either way, it's a great track. Yeah, it is a great
0: track. Uh, and then, lastly, and then Lauren, we're going to move on, which to which is quite final surprising because 15. no, no, don't, it's, it's don't.
1: quite surprising. No, you, you do your track. I'll do. It.
0: You, 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 <laughs> well, you did your track. With yours,
1: you did yours. I don't care. Okay. Um. All right. So I I was pretty solid on mine. I was Hunter Be Hunted because that song is my favorite song to battle to. Like that song. I wish that it came up every time I battled anything in Final Fantasy XV because it is just—it's my favorite. It's so good.
0: And again, because Lauren is such a hipster, one of the reasons she loves it is because Shimamura didn't write it.
1: Uh, no, it's not that. Just admit
0: it, Lauren. Uh, just admit it.
1: It is someone who did a who worked on a Metal Gear, a Metal Gear Solid soundtrack though. Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki. But yeah, and also worked on one of the tracks that Daryl's picked. So, boom.
0: Uh, oh, you, spoilers! I
1: know. Uh, okay, well, so if so they don't know. I,
0: I. You said one of the tracks. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so I was. I need to explain myself now. <laughs> um, I was going to... Explain I was gonna yourself. Act, I was gonna,
1: explain your sacrilege nature, okay? I was
0: going to explain that this was an off-the-cuff... Well, I was going to play it out as an off-the-cuff thing that I hadn't planned this. But basically, when we were listening to this, for all the other soundtracks, I think both of us were just kind of like that track. Like, we listened to a couple, I'd say, to mm-hmm. see, like, you know, which ones we'd kind of settle on. But most of the time, we were just like, yeah, that track.
1: Yeah.
0: Final Fantasy Fifteen. I was going through, and I was just like... But I really like this one
1: too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't... I don't know why. I just... So I started off probably... Maybe it's because they're
1: so fresh in your brain still.
0: Maybe. Um, but I'd say like the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, like still like because it was the first one that really... And, I mean, if we would have done 8. Yeah. Uh, this is, eight why we have, have this is why we had to narrow down yeah. the games first. <laughs> this otherwise, is
1: why we had to leave 8 out. Because <laughs> um, otherwise we'd just be here forever. Uh,
0: but but I, I started... Like Hellfire is such a great track and it this is, is the one a, that was such a great Suzuki. track also Suzuki yeah. Co- co-written with Shim- uh, Shimomura yeah um but then I, I remember back so I was fortunate enough to go to the Abbey Road concert and they played Luna Freya's theme for the first time um and like it just and when Lauren was saying right at the beginning that I was getting choked up is Luna Freya's theme just does it for me I think it's about the one minute mark when it mm-hmm. goes into like the actual flowing melody and mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, it's just so good.
1: Yeah. And it's so sad.
0: But the way they used it in the game was not. No. Like, I, yeah, that's upsetting for me. Um, so I really like that. Then it's like Sunset Waltz is so good as well.
1: Sunset Waltz. Because, and
0: that also has a story is. because I remember like you and I, we listened to di Fantastico and we were just like, stop playing this damn theme. Yeah. In like all the trailers. It do- I know.
1: We were staying so sick of it. We were just like, for frick's sake, there's something else in the soundtrack, I swear.
0: And then we heard Sunset Waltz. Yeah. And everything was changed. It everything just, became better.
1: Whenever I listen to it, though, I just always think of the Godfather theme. Like, I just always think of, like... I don't know, like, I, it, it just sounds so similar to me. Like, I, I remember playing through the Godfather game, the Godfather video game, and listening to the sort of, like, more... Not, not like, the intense Godfather theme, but, like, there's one that is a bit more whimsical, much like this one. And it is really lovely. I really do like this version of the song, definitely.
0: But then there's also Ravis Eterna as well, which is such a good...
1: It is really good Busting, actually and like it is a really I good love one. the
0: battle music is really good cuz Hunter Hunter is big, is really good too. Yeah. Like I
1: just It's just weird that that is the game that's hard for us to choose.
0: I know, but, but the weird thing is that like the, there are tracks that I really like from it. And then the rest of the tracks I'm just like eh. yeah, don't need
1: that one.
0: Whereas like Final Fantasy VII soundtrack for example, I pretty much I'd say almost every single track on that soundtrack is so good yeah like it's just in that soundtrack is how good are they yeah as opposed to 15 which is kind of like these ones are really good i really love these and then oh there's those ones too (laughs) oh
1: oh you're here sorry
0: so i i mean like if i had to go and pick one I don't know. I'd probably pick like the apocalypse ones in there as well. don't know. too many. Um, I'd probably go with Hellfire because, yeah. like especially um the bit. I think it's around like four minutes. It's like there is just a, a is passage.
1: It the... yeah. See, I know him so well. Yeah. It's scary how well I know him.
0: It's just... It goes into, like, everything stops and just holes. goes into, like, the, the really, like, high string section. Yeah. Oh, I know. So I know
1: your ear holes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but Luna Freya's team is, is really yeah, good as well. Yeah, it is really pretty. Yeah, it's really good. Um, we actually had three other questions lined up, but I think because yeah. we've spent so long talking <laughs> about music... things, yeah. I swear, I could talk about soundtracks and individual pieces of music probably for hours and hours and hours, and it's why history lesson here it's why i used to do a music podcast with brian who yeah, used to be our, the editor of and who who wrote the main theme for this podcast
1: yeah
0: where we did actually run through soundtracks oh in detail. could you
1: imagine if we also include spinoffs as well you'd be going crazy because you'd have Caius's theme that's a, a sequel. thousand words a, a thousand words well sequels spinoffs you know other games
0: I could talk about how I load the ten two soundtrack until the game came out and then I fell in love with it, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: besides theme you are obsessed with
0: Final Fantasy ten location themes don't exist anymore, yeah, they're all ten twos, yeah <laughs> in my brain at least. <laughs>
1: except for except for what uh gagazette gagazette
0: yeah gagazette oh god yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not talk about that no no but yeah so uh we did have other questions planned so i um, really sorry about we'll the have fact to that push we, them to next week we will try and push or them next to next time. week unless we get a load more questions and or we'll have, have, to, have to give birth we'll have to wear yeah <laughs> that's a good good point um but yeah on on that um music theme obviously uh we have chosen a track this episode from Final Fantasy X now I'd actually picked this track before Lauren picked it (laughs) yeah it's true but it's an arrangement of uh, Someday the Dream Will End or A Fleeting Dream and it's by Marcy and it's completely different to everything else we've just talked about because it's a synthwave cover
1: Daryl is really obsessed with the Drive soundtrack. And so are you. I am. Don't try <laughs> and make this about me. And he just loves synth. I think... But you do love synthwave.
0: Like, guys, if you're More listening to this right now, put your hand up if you are also <laughs> obsessed with the Drive soundtrack, because...
1: It is really good. It's really good. It is really good. But yeah, since then, you've pretty much been, like, synth.
0: I'm also really curious to see how many people did actually put their hand up then. I know. If you're driving, just, just add a, don't Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Nice.
1: Rachel, Rachel... Put both hands back on the truck. Just, <laughs> just keep them on.
0: On the wheel, Lauren.
1: On the wheel, yeah. On the truck. <laughs> oh, I'm tired.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is provisionally scheduled for the 18th of September. We, uh, depending on what happens, we may be here. You may be listening <laughs> to our sultry voices. Um, <laughs> or you may be here listening to
1: crying <laughs>
0: yeah you may be listening to crying um, I'll just put a track there may also the be uh, Brandon may also be on the show we'll mm. we'll try and we'll, tr- we'll find a solution yeah we'll, we'll we find will. a solution don't I mean worry.
1: granted the baby will sleep hopefully a lot maybe maybe not Ellie didn't sleep frick <laughs> 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 we're screwed
0: <laughs> but of course uh, make sure you subscribe to us on the iTunes store if you just search for Final Fantasy we are there or thereabouts also, check out the YouTube channel. Like it's growing crazy amounts now. We have just passed, I think, 63,000 yeah. subscribers. Yeah,
1: insane.
0: And uh, we've kind of found our groove in terms of the coverage we, we're doing. So we do a lot of Origins videos, like, fun, like really interesting fact videos, and more educational stuff, I'd say.
1: Yes, we are very knowledgeable in, yeah. in the ways of Final Fantasy.
0: And also Dragon Quest. Yes. No, we're not. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we will be. One of these days, Dragon Quest Union, Lauren. Yes. We just have to play one of them first. I know. <laughs> We just have to... Hopefully, I mean, finish. like, Dragon Quest uh, Eleven comes out the day you will mostly be listening to this. So yeah. hopefully uh, anyone who's picked that up is really enjoying it too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, if you really enjoy what we do as well, um, be sure to support us on Patreon. Um, I-, I think... Whether or not this is a good thing for me to say, considering the baby is on the way, we're we're going to be trying to revise the Patreon at some point in the Mm -hmm. near future to make it a bit more aligned to what I think we want to do, and also what um, would be good for you guys. Yeah. Um. That doesn't mean don't support us now if you want to. Yeah. I'm just yeah. But just
1: keep a lookout in the future.
0: Uh, and obviously, if you want to keep up to speed with all the news coverage, uh, check out FinalFantasyUnion.com, where Braden, our chief news writer, is uh, he's actually talking a lot about Mobius right now. Because, yeah. to be honest, Mobius. Th- there's not really much going on yeah. with Final Fantasy. No, not really. It's, uh, it's kind of barren on the news front at mm-hmm. the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mobile gamers have, have like, a few things going on. Even that's kind on, of toned down a yeah.
0: bit. Yeah. TGS soon, though.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, we actually get some things. Kingdom Hearts should have some things. That's the thing we go and we go and sort of. Final Fantasy
0: may even appear in Kingdom Ooh. Hearts Three, and they may announce it. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, all right. So on that note, it's time for us to say goodbye.
1: Bye, guys. And I'm
0: Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.